This is Ed from Philly. You're listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Bring it! Bring is here, and the time is right for podcasting in the streets. Heidi ho, homeboys and homegirls. Welcome to Chad and Cheese, HR's most dangerous podcast. Dangerous. I'm Joel Cheeseman. And I'm the Jagger to your Bowie, Chad Sowash. I could, I'll, I'll deal with that, although <laughs> one of them's dead. Uh, on this week's show, Indeed's Australian Meltdown. Oh, mate, that was a bad accent. Google's Google goose steps into Germany. Oh, that's just not right. And Houston, we have a staffing problem. Yes, we're covering the globe this week, so commute times will vary. Thank God for Google Search API. We'll be right back after this word from JobAdX. This is the sound of job search. This is the sound of job search defeat. Ugh. Job search can be frustrating. Job seekers run into the same irrelevant ads, page after page before they find a match. When job seekers aren't engaged, conversions are low. Budgets are wasted. Jobs go unfilled. No one wins. But job search doesn't have to be defeating. JobEdX's Smart Search Exchange references 400 data points to select the most targeted jobs and delivers what job seekers really want to premium ad units across our network. Score! That's the sound of JobEdX's relevant results, attracting a qualified candidate and filling your job faster. Find out how to improve your job advertising campaigns and increase candidate attraction and engagement by emailing us at join us at jobadx.com. JobAdX. Together, we can save job search. The, the whole job search kind of thing, like road rage. So kind of like job search rage instead of, uh, but really just getting pissed off. I think that can <laughs> come out more in the ad. Yeah. Millennials don't rage, dude. What? They just click on to whatever new <laughs> Instagram posts they can look at. Now, the the people should know that before the show, you and I were getting waxing nostalgic about the 80s. Oh, yes. And un- unbeknownst to me, Mr. Chad Sowash <laughs> was quite the break dancer back in the day. You have no proof. And was keeping cardboard box companies in business <laughs> with his stylish moves and waves and moonwalks and everything else. I forget all the moves that were that were hot at the time. Did you have like a bandana tied to your jeans? Did you have the uh, like the Adidas with the laces sort of untied but tied at the same time? Well, well, first off, there is no proof of any of this ever happening. Number one. Number two, it was always converse. Always converse. Was it Chucks or were you rocking like the weapons? No, dude, or the, the weapons. The, uh, yeah, I never wore Chucks. Those flimsy things. I mean. <laughs> You wore Chucks at some point in your life. No, never put a pair on my life. And this is from the guy who actually lives where Chuck grew up and played basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Another little known fact about Chad, he lives in the town that Chuck Taylor uh, honed his first basketball skills, I guess. Yep. I mean, every person in my household right now has at least two, if not three sets of Chuck Taylors. I just never got into them. 
I, I rock the Adidas now, but back then I was definitely all about the the, uh, the weapons, man. The weapons were great, except that they weighed about eighteen pounds. <laughs> <laughs> much like much like we were talking about the camcorders uh, that you had to carry around to actually try to get any type of video whatsoever. It was like carrying around a cement block. Yeah. People don't know. Larry Bird actually had a 44 inch vertical leap, but because he wore the, the weapons, it was more like a 23 inch vertical. Leap. Oh, shit. All right. Are we ready for shout outs? Shout outs to the, to the 80s. 80s. And, and who would be great with this would be the job board doctor, because I bet he could recall the 80s, uh, just a ton of shit about the 80s. Oh, yeah. Would possibly, depend, depending on how much peyote he got into. He was not breakdancing, though. I can guarantee that. No, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go. I see. No, I see like a rush concert. Yes. Uh, maybe a journey there here mm. and there, maybe a foreigner concert or Ario Speedwagon. But yeah, he wasn't beatboxing and uh, and, and dancing oh, on no a way in box. hell, no way in hell. But but big shout out to Job Board Doctor. Uh, haven't heard from him in a while, but uh, you know he's been blasting out some tweets and and uh, pretty much called Joel stupid yesterday. Which such an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> So thanks, job or doctor. Well, he's he's over in Europe, so he's feeling all socialist at the moment. I think he's at the AIM Group uh, uh-huh. conference. I think I saw that somewhere. So yeah, he's he's feeling all warm and fuzzy with the government controls. That's what I that's what I blame yeah. his comment well, on. People are being taken care of, I guess. I don't know. Shit. By the way, last week you said government. Okay, I'm not going to get into this, but you are. You're totally going to get into it. The government's role is to take care of its people, and I take some a little bit of uh, dissonance with that. The government's role is to protect people. Which is taking care of but people. But not necessarily take care of people. Which is taking care of people. I mean, that that's to, uh, okay. that's ensuring that they're actually no, getting the government what they should need. give me the opportunity to take care of myself. Well, that in itself, there's it a balance me. there and, and you can be out of balance very quickly. So yeah, but it's, it's to be able to take care of their people, protect their people, take care of their people. Yes. Agree to disagree. Okay, back to the shout out. <laughs> Matt O'Donnell, gotta love this tweet from Matt O'Donnell. He said uh, he's uh, he's got four new entry level folks joining his team, and uh, he likes the idea of having the Chad and Cheese podcast being mandatory listening for all new hires. So do we, Matt. So do we. <laughs> shout out to Nancy from Philly. Nancy, jeez, uh, Nancy. One of our biggest fans sort of fell off the face of the earth. Uh, she's back. She's rested. She's ready. Uh, and she's back to listening to the podcast. So, Nancy, welcome back. Uh, and I'll also wrap in a travel event in May uh-huh. uh, to Philly, uh, which I assume assume she'll be attending. Uh, so, Nancy, get ready. Face to face. Let's do this. Selfie alert. She's getting a little saucy, that Nancy. She uh, she she tweeted, said uh, uh, very sarcastically, I appreciate you thinking of me uh-huh, since the hosts didn't because Ed was talking about how we're going to be at Recruit Philly. And uh, we obviously didn't send out a, a, a tweet or something specific to, to Nancy. So this is your... Uh, announcement, Nancy. We're finally getting around to it. This is Ed from Philly. You're listening to the <laughs> Chad and Cheese podcast. <laughs> a, a couple of quick shout outs to uh, people who actually gave us uh, some topics for this week, or at least some insights. So Patrick Welch gave us uh, some great Google insights we're going to be sharing with you. And also David Bow Repair uh, for some of the Indeed insights that we're going to be that we're going to be talking about. Good job, guys. Keep 
the insights, the data, all that shit coming. Our listeners, if you see something, hashtag Chad and Cheese on Twitter, share it on LinkedIn, face our Facebook page. It doesn't matter. Just get it to us. Did you say David Boat Repair? I think it's Bow Repair, but it's French, so you never know how to fucking say it. But I think it's Bow Repair. I, I, I could be wrong. Such an asshole. <laughs> Shout out to uh, some recent interviews that we did. Yes. Uh, Dan Finnegan, CEO at, at uh, Jobvite. Steven Rothberg, uh, which went live this week. If you haven't heard that podcast, uh, check it out for some updates on Google. And most fun, I think, because it was in person, was Amon Brar from uh, Founder and CEO at Canvas, uh, fresh off the acquisition. Yes. Uh, he roll he rolls up in a you know a brand new Mercedes. He's got he's got security guards now. He's in you know he's in Gucci and Coach and and uh, Dolce and Gabbana. So Aman, we love you, man. That was fun. Uh, th- look for that interview coming. Yeah, soon. and any interview we can do in a bar, especially a, a, a British type pub. Uh, yeah, is is always uh, amazing. So we need to do more of those. A pub. Shout out to the ladies from TNG who are trolling us once again. Uh, candidate ID actually joined into the gift slash meme tr- Twitter trolling. I had no idea Swedish women were so Dude, feisty. That, well, the whole Viking thing. That's that's the whole thing that they're pushing. So uh, deathmatch in Lisbon is going to be out fucking standing. So if you don't have your ticket to TA Tech in Lisbon, dude, you're going to be missing out. You got to go TA Tech Lisbon in May. Uh, You can check obviously on Chad and Cheese site, see when the events are, go to tatech.org. You can find the shit. Yeah. And a rumor is Hung Lee is going to be on the voting panel. Oh, I think, yeah, we have to. We're amping up the IQ this year. <laughs> Thank God. And a much uh, better accent, by the way. Yeah, no, sh- no shit. So last but not least, uh, to Louise Triance from uh, UK Recruiter. She invited me again. So I, I, th- there must be a thing here uh, to actually be on Crowdcast with her to talk about AI. So whatever, whatever that means, that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, if you want to actually be involved, go ahead, go to any one of my or her social media accounts. And uh, I'm sure you'll be able to find the registration stuff there. Dude, your your surname French game is pretty strong today. It's not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, quickly for me, uh, ERE as well as on my travel docket. Ooh, yeah. uh, I don't believe it is on yours. Nope. And I can't get away without uh, pointing out that you you published a graphic this week of our travel, <laughs> our travel schedule and failed to include our travel sponsor, Shaker Recruitment Marketing. So Joe Shaker, apologies for me. Uh, it's all Chad. It's had nothing to do with me and, and we will make it up to you. Whatever, dude, we give Shaker so much love. I mean, above and beyond, not to mention that was rectified literally within seconds. So get off my jock. Dude, we... We actually have live footage from Joe seeing the image. Such an asshole. (laughs) So, yeah, the Chad and Cheese 2019 World Tour. Uh, Next on the docket, Sherm Talent in Nashville. Staffing Tech in Nashville. TA Tech Recruitment Marketing Summit in Chicago. And then also, wow. While we're in Chicago, uh, we're going to be, be making, you might not know about this, that now you are, I'm going to let you know now. Uh, it's a quick pit stop 
at Hierology. So we're going to participate in their Chad and Cheese podcast club slash discussion. They have a beer fridge and uh, knowing Kyle, it will be stocked with delicious craft beer. I feel like I feel like we're walking into a millennial ambush. I, I can't wait. I, I, I love that kind of shit. This company's jam packed with 20 somethings that are that like the show and want us to come visit them. Yeah. This feels like a baseball bat to the to the back of the the knee to me. Luckily, I'm uh, always ready for an ambush, so uh, not a big deal. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is true. This is Ed from Philly. You're listening to the Chad and Cheese podcast. <laughs> let's do this. Well, first off, let's talk about Google drops the translation and commute search into their API. Now, first thing. You can listen to the Google News podcast we did earlier this week with Steven Rothberg. But here's one of the things that I want to throw out here. Yep. I literally just received an email from Tom, the CEO over at Smashfly. And that boy is, I, I love it, riding the wave of this news. Here, here's how it starts out. Hi, Chad. That's so Tom. Uh, have you ever wished you could search for jobs within a 30 minute commute from your home? Even in the heaviest traffic morning, I live in Boston. I live in the Boston area and I've experienced the soul sucking experience of bumper to bumper commute. The struggle is real. So Tom in this email is starting to pull you in, suck you in like Tom does, and then talk about Smashfly's new Google search commute and translation piece, which is really fucking cool. And he also talks about uh, Cox Enterprises Go to their mm -hmm. career site and check it out. So it's he's really pimping what Smashfly is doing here. This is what companies should be doing if they're partnering smartly with Google. I had no idea. There, there are some 4,000 job boards and employers that have integrated the search API Holy into shit. their site. Like, I was pretty surprised to see that. For those who don't know, so the API is essentially Google is running your job search. So related searches, misspellings, like all the things that, you know, the duct tape search engines of old can't handle. Yep. Google can handle for you. You know, it's been around for two years. Uh, early adopters like CareerBuilder, Dice, Johnson & Johnson um, are still using it. I think optimistically uh, from our perspective in terms of what Google's doing, they continue to evolve the product uh, to in improve features. And this these were two of the features. Now, a lot of people will know the veteran search feature yeah. that they launched early this year, mm -hmm. late last year, which you're sort of you're sort of not so great on or happy about yeah. or into. Yeah. But I guess that's a different topic altogether. Yeah. But this past week, they launched, or actually on the 19th, on Tuesday, they launched, like you said, Commute Search, which we talked to Stephen. And what I like about that is historically, job boards will have, oh, this is you know five miles from your house. This is 10 miles from your house, 20, 20 miles from right. your house. Well, you know, five miles in San Francisco is a lot different than five miles in Columbus, Ohio, yes. right, from a time yes. perspective. So Google actually now breaks this down to how long your commute will be from a car walking or like public transportation perspective, yeah. which is obviously way more valuable than just saying, hey, this is five miles from my house or 10 miles from yeah. my house. Well, and so I think the podcast with Steven was awesome because we talked about commute search, the new unveiling of commute search and also translation. So the, the, the actual translation that happens in search, not just on the page, but also in the search, those are two great 
I think features that they they've they've pushed out. But even more interesting to me were the stats that mm-hmm. Steven shared. So he's again, they they have collegerecruiter.com as their their job site. What they were able to do to save money and also make money off the back of this type of a partnership, definitely go look for the Google News podcast, listen to it, especially if you're a vendor, to be able to better understand how this could prospectively help you make money. I was most shocked at how how many customer service calls they would get every yeah. week before yeah. the search, before Google search versus, you know, how few they get now. Like I had no idea like one that people still picked up the phone and called companies, but number two that they were actually getting I think two two to three a week of people saying like how the hell does search work or how the hell does right. this thing work? to now getting almost no calls uh, in the time that they're saving right. from that. And college recruiter is still a fairly, would you call it a niche job oh, God, board? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah, college internship. Yeah. So if you're, a, if you're a bigger national, global, whatever job uh, you know, entity, like the savings from a customer service perspective must be really nice thanks to Google. Yeah, yeah. And that's just one aspect, right? That is just one. Basically, in short, they're spending less money and they're making more money. Yeah, so listen to the podcast. Uh, so yeah, your, uh, your favorite, I think, uh, topic is, is Google goose stepping into Germany and not, uh, only that, uh, Google is, is continuing this world domination, but, uh, you thought goose stepping. The, the only way I'm letting much. you get away with that <laughs> is because you're, you're, you're in the military and you're a veteran. I don't, I don't think I could have said goose step without, you know, the thought police coming in and, and get it. Now, I will say specifically, Germany usually goose steps into other places. It's not usually goose stepping into Germany, but we'll forgive that this time, uh, particularly when Google for Jobs is involved. Yeah, but I mean, this is Google goose stepping into Germany. So that's different, right? Sehr gut. Sehr gut. So thanks again to Patrick Welch for sharing uh, some analytics from uh Google Analytics that I guess they had set up, which was showing Google uh, was moving toward Deutschland. And uh, that's that's pretty awesome uh, to just to be able to see in some of these different areas where work is different in Germany uh, than it is here in the in the US. So Google is figuring that out. It took Google a while to get into to uh, to 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 England. Right. It's interesting to see them thoughtfully moving into these different countries. Arbeiten ist gut. Yeah. So what countries are we in now? We're in America. Yeah. We're in Canada. Uh, we're in Japan, which is my favorite because that's where Indeed's uh, sugar daddy lives. Yeah. Was uh, the we're in the UK. Too. We're in Ireland, right? Mm-hmm. We're in yeah. India. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. And now, so. now Germany. Uh, and you've got rumors that there's a new country on the way. Well, I mean, doing testing in France, and this is where David Boat Repair comes in uh, from Hello Work. <laughs> he, he actually... He actually uh, not only showed that they were doing testing in France, but this is the cool part. There was an Indeed sighting in (sighs) Google for Jobs. (laughs) Such an asshole. Whoa, 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 whoa. Indeed, who does not play with Google for Jobs? Uh You're telling me we have a sighting in the wild. Mm Mm-hmm of a search done on Google for jobs in France. Yes. Where indeed is a supplier of said content. That is correct. And we will wow. share this screenshot out. Let me, let me tell you, uh, I think this is incredibly <laughs> interesting just from the standpoint of knowing that indeed had, had really gone cold Turkey on Google. 
and said, no, fuck that. We're not, we're not playing this Trojan horse game that we played on the rest of the industry. We're not playing this, but, uh, I think there are areas throughout, throughout the, uh, throughout the world where they just don't have the dominance and they're going to need help. So therefore they're going to call upon Google. That's, my opinion. What do you think? I think that they were very uh, sort of naive to think that they wouldn't be able to play with Google on some level. Yeah. Um, I think if they did it in the US, there'd be a lot of explaining to do because <laughs> they were very adamant about we're not going to play in this in this game. Yeah. They can sort of get away with it in non, you know, non-American countries, although as we've seen the, the internet is a small place and people talk. Yes. So we're going to we're going to catch wind of it. But yeah, look I mean, indeed, globally is a powerhouse, um, but they're not, you know, they're not exactly Hercules in every single market. So obviously in France, there's some work to do. Uh, their employers that post jobs need a little bit more traffic and we're better to go than than Google for that traffic. Right. I also do think it's a nice little acquiesce to say Google kind of is awesome because we're willing to to sort of go against our public persona and actually use it in certain countries. So. If they start getting addicted to this crack overseas, what makes anyone think that they're not going to jump on board everywhere? Well, I believe you and I have a running bet of over and under 12 months from January 1st of this year as to how long or uh, indeed can hold out. Yeah. And it's, I think you went under, I think I went over yeah. and it's looking more and more like you might win this one as they sort of roll out certain countries uh, on Google for jobs. Yeah, I would say that, you know, my thought was global in the first place. So I've already won that. But still, uh, it's <laughs> uh, such an asshole. But th that takes us to to another conversation, because we also we're, we're, we're getting news that indeed APAC is coming a part of the seams. So you, you, you talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you and I, as, as you've mentioned, we get inside info, we get tips. Um, I'm sure we get a lot of absolute bullshit. Yeah. So some of it, when we say rumor or maybe, or, you know, we heard, uh, take it with a grain of salt, but I got an email last week that was pretty, I've never gotten anything like it because it was from a service where there was a time, there was like a timestamp on the email and it's like set to, to blow up uh, in a couple days and you can't forward the email. So if you're on, I'm on Gmail. Yeah. So forward, the forward function is disabled, no shit. which I've never seen, which I've never seen before. Uh, you can't copy and paste the, the text, which I have seen before, but but this is kind of unique. And then and then, yeah, the email disappears. The content disappears from your email uh, at a certain date. In my case, it, it, it's live for about a week. So I actually had to take a screenshot mm -hmm. of it to like keep it in the archives or like keep it as like fact that I actually did get, yeah. did get this. So I'm going to I'll read I'll read the email um, as I received okay. it. Basically, sh stuff's kind of shitty outside the U.S. according to this person. Now, keep in mind, this is anonymous. Take it for what it's worth. But a lot of it seems pretty legit. And we'll dig into some of the pieces of the email here in a second. But I want to just read this to, uh, to our listeners. Uh, so this reader says, if you've not seen it recently, uh, I check out Indeed's reviews on Glassdoor. Uh, Indeed and Glassdoor sister companies, by the way. In the first quarter of the year, 25% of the staff walked out of the Australia office and more are on the way out. A direct quote from one of the top salespeople, quote, it's so bad, it's unreal. It's like living a nightmare, end quote. 
Uh, have a look at the reviews on Glassdoor in Sydney, which we have yep. and we'll talk about. Uh, the guy who took over marketing for APAC moved from Australia to Singapore to take the new role, has been demoted in the face of multiple HR complaints. Uh, now he has no... Now has no direct reports and is quote under review end quote. Jeez, you mentioned Europe doing well, which we have on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're growing in Ireland and, and whatnot. Uh, that may not be the case in all countries. Did you hear the SVP of EMEA? His name's Chris McDonald. Mm-hmm. Uh, just left after only being in the role for around eight to nine months. A number of reasons why, but basically he took uh, a look under the hood and didn't like what he saw. You may also notice Indeed is not on TV, radio, in print, or even spending on pay-per-click in Europe. I wonder why? Question mark. Hmm. The recent posts about Indeed London and its drugs, drinking, and bullying culture <laughs> have been removed from Glassdoor, which would be pretty easy for Indeed to do, mm-hmm. uh, but they were up long enough for people, including clients, to be aware. To say things have changed here in the last six months would be an understatement. It's not the place it used to be. Wow. And that is the end of the email. So this this is beyond APAC. I mean, this this is EMEA as well then. According to this email, this okay. anonymous source. Gotcha. Yes. Thing, gotcha. Things are sort of bad all over the place, minus, I guess, America, North America. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, no, we're taking a look at um, some of the, the glass door reviews and just one of the reviews uh, cited drinking slash bro culture. Job is like mm-hmm. Groundhog Day with fi- fixed account sets, senior leadership clock watches, and are literally positioned to watch people walking in and out. Don't dare to zip up your bag at 4.59 before 5 o'clock. The same leaders encourage you to work overtime without reward. Uh, extraordinary and unjustifiable increase in revenue targets quarter after quarter. So it sounds like the squeeze is on. And the the leadership that they have in place, um, I don't know if it's young, I don't know if it's inexperienced or whatever it is. They're they're dealing with it in a very very bad way. This is at least what it feels like from the Indeed reviews, and some of the titles rubbish. Promise the world delivers very little. Sydney office going downhill fast. Terrible. Mm-hmm. Toxic. <laughs> And what, what's the current overall star rating? For the uh, Sydney, let me scroll Sydney. up here. It is. It was about one and a half the last 1. time I checked. Point nine. So they're almost at two stars <laughs> out of five. Uh, man, that's not good. I, I, uh, in terms of um, uh, Chris Don- Chris McDonald, yeah. uh, who I believe was over in Ireland, uh, just for reporting sake, his LinkedIn profile still says that he's at Indeed. So for whatever that's worth, apparently Chris McDonald is still around uh, in that in that uh-huh. role. Now, I, I also found curious that uh, there's no TV, radio, print, or even PPC over in Europe. And why that's would that odd. be? And I was trying to think, why would that be? I think you have a dominant you have a dominant share here in the U.S. Um, and they're trying to keep that. I could see where they would want to focus their defense here to be able to build that moat but again i've said this for forever this is unsustainable now we have listeners over across Uh the pond um if you if you if anyone finds evidence of of indeed uh on google with pay-per-click or advertising somewhere in the print paper please let us know otherwise we just kind of have to go on what uh this source tells us but i agree that you know look when things go bad you you take money away from where it's not 
as valuable anymore and you start putting it in resources where it does work, uh, which would obviously lead to, to North America and particularly mm-hmm. the US. To me, though, this this feels very reminiscent to like stuff Career Builder and Monster were going through back in, you know, right around the, the yeah. recession time. You see, you see spreading yourself too, too fast, too thin. You see, you know, offices sort of going rogue. You see officers sort of going rogue. And to me, you know, we've been talking about the demise for a long time. To me, the, these are the sort of the buds starting to show of like things coming unraveled. Whether it stays that way or not, we'll find out. But to me, the, the you know, this stuff is a really bad sign yes. for Indeed. Yes. Well, I, and again, just historically, you take a look at, you know, Monster, Career Builder, and, and, and that global spread, and then what happened? Yeah. Keep in mind, DICE left Europe uh, late last year in terms of its operations. So it's a tough place to do business, and maybe Indeed's finding out finding that out it's an entirely different culture i mean staffing culture entirely i mean dude if you don't go in with an entirely different strategy overall um you're definitely gonna lose well you know who's not losing who's that our sponsor sovereign god damn straight let's take a quick break uh hear from them and we'll talk facebook discrimination complaints oh jesus Sovereign ai matching is the most sophisticated matching engine on the market because it acts just like a human You decide exactly how our AI matching engine thinks about each individual transaction. It will find, rank, and sort the best matches according to your criteria. Not only does it deliver the best matches, it tells you how and why it produced them and offers tips to improve the results. Our engine thinks like you, so you don't have to learn how to think like the engine. To learn more about Sovereign AI matching, visit Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N. Silky smooth sounds of sovereign, as always. As always, gets me in gets me in such a good mood <laughs> when I hear that sovereign ad. Yeah, life is much better than it is at Facebook yeah. now. Uh, yeah. Apparently, times are tough. Now, I love this because this was actually a topic back in the day uh, in terms of being able to target advertising for employment mm-hmm. based on you know age, location, sex, college degree. Uh, marital status, et cetera, et cetera, which Facebook has historically done and they've done it very well. And they, they do mm-hmm. it in a way that no one else really can because they have so much goddamn information about all of us. And they're making a shit ton of cash doing that. Shit ton of cash doing it. But they've been under major stress about privacy, fake news, all kinds of shit going on. So anyway, uh, word comes out this week that because of discrimination complaints, Facebook will now disallow employment ads that are specifically targeting, uh, you know, the things that you shouldn't target, right? Or at least historically shouldn't, like sex, age, yada yada. So I assume that you're you're not real happy about this and don't really agree with the move. Well, I, it, it goes beyond employment, but yeah, if we take a look at employment in it itself, it's a knee jerk reaction, and instead of vetting the actual people and companies spending money and or the the fucking content that's going on to Facebook, they are dumbing down a platform that could help companies target individuals with disabilities, right? They, they were talking about, and that's just one, that's just one sliver, right? But they're talking about in the article the, in WAPO, they were talking about how uh, individuals with disabilities were being discriminated against. And it, so it's the bad actors that are what's fucking the system up. 
right? Um, but still, they're going to dumb the system down. These same bad actors will be using the system and with the same content, just more as a blunt instrument instead of a, a surgical tool. So I think they are focusing on the wrong areas right out of the gate. They shouldn't be focusing on making a dumber tool. They should be focusing on the auditing piece and ensuring that the individuals who are spending money with them are who they are. And they can do a lot of that, uh, obviously, uh, through the the infrastructure that they currently have set up. I just don't agree with taking these types of tools away from employers who prospectively want to focus on hiring females in tech in mm -hmm. certain areas, right? It makes no fucking sense. I agree with you. And I, I think that, you know, I, I don't think I don't think it will affect Facebook monetarily a ton because this is a fairly small group in the big picture. And I think Facebook has bigger issues with sort of perception and legal issues. I mean, Google was just fined $1.7 billion this week uh, in Europe for its sort of practices. And I think Facebook's looking at that saying like, good God, we don't want that. Uh, we don't want any piece of that. But I think, you know, for small companies that really rely on sort of micro-targeted advertising uh, yeah. and, and their budget won't sort of uh, allow for anything else, I think they're going to be, you know, they're kind of the big losers here. And ultimately, they're going to walk away from Facebook advertising, um, which also includes Instagram and the rest of the the Facebook network. Um, I think all ad pricing could go down if demand by advertisers fall, which I guess is good for for everyone. But I question where are they going to where are they going to go? You know, maybe I assume that there are some high fives given at Snapchat's headquarters uh, when this news came around. Um, and actually, I think I shared this week that. Uh, Snapchat was uh, upgraded because of their ad, their new ad platform actually being mm -hmm. really effective. So uh, if if you're if you're you know if you were advertising on Facebook in that way and can't anymore, I mean I think Snapchat, Twitter, you know LinkedIn to some degree are maybe where these these folks go. Possibility. I, I don't see uh, advertisers pulling right out of the gates. Um, but once again, I'm, everybody's going to suffer because Facebook doesn't want to actually stop the real fucking problem. It's the bad actors. It's the content. That's what they should be focusing on. Not the not the actual tools themselves. And, and that just fucking drives me crazy. Yeah. Ultimately, it's the employers that are discriminating. Yeah. And right? again, but here's the thing. There are auditing parameters around those employers in most cases. So whether you're EEOC, like 50 employees and above, or you're OFCCP, where you're a federal contractor, they have enforcement agencies to find this shit out. Right. Yeah. So we have regulations in place. We have benchmarks in place. And these tools could prospectively help companies hit those benchmarks much faster because of the targeting. But yet, instead of focusing on where the fucked upness is yeah. in Facebook right now, they're focusing on the wrong shit. It's not the tool. It's not the methodology. It's the actual bad actors and the bullshit content that's being pushed into the system. Yeah. I think ultimately it's a it's a legal thing. It's a public perception and it's a government regulation thing. Because if you look at all if you look at all the industries that were targeted or that were on the on the no no good list, you had jobs, but you also had housing and yeah. sort of sort of loans. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. all look discriminatory just on its well, face. 
it is because of the way it's being used. Um, and I'll tell you somebody who's incredibly pissed about this, uh, Julie, my wife. I mean, she helps companies build hiring programs mm-hmm. for individuals with disabilities. So that companies, major Fortune 500 companies in most cases, uh, can pull in individuals with disabilities and they use Facebook right that is a tool that they use so i'm going to pimp them out real quick the crazy in the king podcast i can guarantee you they will dive into this on the diversity and disability side much deeper than we're going to yeah do you think that this move flows into other platforms because ultimately if facebook does it they're going to look at twitter and say like no question yes yeah, and, and and that's the and that's the problem is Facebook is taking this step. Now everybody else is going to be expected to take this step. And this is a dumb fucking step. Facebook, with all these goddamn PhDs and smart fucking brainiacs, are doing a really stupid fucking thing. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, dude. It's it's not it's not fair to those people who want to try to do good for the system it's weird to think we could live in a world where you couldn't advertise on social any social media platform to like new college graduates in engineering yeah like you it just you you have to like take a sledgehammer to your advertising as opposed to you know a scalpel and the whole benefit of of social media advertising was it was a scalpel so it's weird to think in a world where you have this benefit that it's going to be taken away Yeah. And there are agencies that their whole job is to enforce to ensure that the discrimination is not happening. And I think it also hurts Facebook's initiative into employment. I think part of their overall goal would be, hey, post a job and then advertise that job. Well, now what does that look like? Is it just like the old sort of boost your post where you say, hey, I'm going to boost my job and not really know where it's going, but I'm just going to boost it. Do you remember that when you could actually boost your little? Yeah, yeah, like that probably makes a comeback because you're not targeting. You're just saying like, hey, I just want to I want to send this ad out into the world. Yes. And the whole system gets dumber because of this move. Such an asshole. America, we have a staffing problem. Yes, I found this very interesting. I think, I think yeah, that we have this perception that baby boomers are going to live forever. They're not going to leave the workforce. <laughs> uh, millennials are just they're stubborn as hell. Going to ride do, Ubers and live in their baby boomers' parents' houses for the rest of their life. But apparently, there's some real government problems in in making sure that there are enough people to staff the jobs. So side note, what better reason to like build a wall and keep people out of the country? Uh, but I digress. Uh, you you really like this this story a lot. Yeah. I, again, I, I think you were saying that sarcastically. It's like totally. we need people, assholes. Yes. You know, why, why are you trying to keep people out when we need people? So th- th- that's one thing. And then number two, this provides the Bezos of the world to say, ah, man, we don't have the workforce. You know, we're going to automate. Well, he wanted to go there anyway, but from an optic standpoint, guess what? Makes it much easier for him to do that. Sure. Not, not a bad move, not a stupid move from a dollars and cents standpoint, but from an automation and actually taking jobs, um, that's exactly what's going to happen. But yeah, I mean, this report actually said American working or looking for work stabilized around 63% from 2015 through 2018. Wow, that's 63%. So they pinpointed uh, certain areas uh, for like, let's say for instance, the women's labor force participation rate is lower than men. And a problem 
was the lack of affordable childcare options, which, I mean, we talked about, I think it was last week or the week before, um, about yep. Amazon's Mamazonians. Mamazonians. Yeah. Yep. It, and, and if a company wants to actually provide a differentiator and start to draw those individuals into their workforce, that's what they need to do. Yeah. Right out of the gate, man. Yeah. And the the story also mentioned uh, altering the criminal justice system. I mean, let's yes. let's admit there are a lot of people out there that have done their time and and paid their debt to society, but can't get work or can't, you know, do things that, that they should be able to. Um, I know here locally there's a pizza shop that actually only hires ex-convicts to make uh make the pies which i think is really interesting but. yeah ban the fucking box that's all i got to say about that i mean that's the stupid <laughs> okay so that's not all i have to say it's it's fucking stupid that somebody goes to jail they go to prison they do their time they come out and they can't get a job and they can't vote but yet they've paid you know due to society what's been due to society it's not fair not not only to that group of individuals, which socioeconomically, if you take a look at it, um, are the individuals who need work most. It's it's fucking ridiculous. So, yeah, the government finally saying, yeah, we should probably change, you know, this whole uh, this whole stance that we have on the criminal justice system and, you know, maybe try to help make it a little bit easier for people to get in workforce. No shit. Can we call it the Andy Dufresne bill? <laughs> by the way i have a conspiracy theory i just thought of yes uh federal government increases minimum wage to get more people into the workforce yeah maybe maybe they're solving this problem by making companies pay more money to get more people like started into the workforce yeah i don't and i i think that's that's a nice way to lure individuals who you know 725 an hour is not going to pay what they need so they're going to live with mom and dad and maybe they have a kid and maybe they are the earner, the main earner in their working part time jobs, which is actually what we saw from this report as well, to be able to get them to full time. Uh, not to mention those dollars do what? They go back into the back into the fucking economy, which helps the economy grow. So th- it doesn't hurt, especially if everybody's doing it as opposed to just companies here and there. Are you saying you agree with my conspiracy theory? Uh, yeah, I don't think it's a conspiracy theory. I think it's a great strategy. And I feel like we we may have found common ground in the minimum wage debate. <laughs> <laughs> if if the debate is like to get more people on their off their asses and not play Fortnite for 20 hours a day, let's give them more money to start out in that hourly job. Maybe I can get on board with that. Well, as we saw from the 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 last report last uh, report that was put out most of these individuals who would be receiving the $15 up to $15 bump are actually the prime wage earners in families so i mean from our standpoint again it's the government taking care of it, its own we have to make sure that our people can feed their kids they can put a roof over their kids house or then get out of mom and dad's fucking basement and to make sure that we can still feed our kids and shelter them let's take a quick break and hear from canvas and we'll talk about who was just named the number one ats in the market holy shit canvas is the world's first intelligent text-based interviewing platform empowering recruiters to engage screen and coordinate logistics via text and so much more 
We keep the human, that's you, at the center while CanvasBot is at your side adding automation to your workflow. Canvas leverages the latest in machine learning technology and has powerful integrations that help you make the most of every minute of your day. Easily amplify your employment brand with your newest culture video or add some personality to the mix by firing off a Bitmoji. We make compliance easy and are laser focused on recruiter success. Request a demo at gocanvas.io and in 20 minutes, we'll show you how to text at the speed of talent. That's gocanvas.io. Get ready to text at the speed of talent. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, we know that our friends over at iSims was incredibly happy to see Arcadia Insights state of recruitment tech industry. Yes. Uh, I've never heard of Acadian. Have you? I have not. I have not. Okay. So we're not going to vouch for the, you know, for them or what they, so they do research. So mm -hmm. it, we'll just assume that they know what they're talking about. But <laughs> iSim just touted a, a, an Acadian Insights report on the state of recruiting uh, technology. Yeah. That Sort of the headline is that iSims is now the number one uh, in terms of market share uh, ATS in the world. Uh, which still doesn't even put them at seven percent. Yeah, but it's still it's still number one. Now the number of the number of services that are declining are many, which means there's a lot of choice, a lot of like segmentation, fragmentation. Right. But the two the two glaring companies that are just getting killed mm -hmm. um, is your Connexa and your Oracle. Yeah, yeah, Oracle and IBM, man. Yep, and those two have gone from nearly ten percent. To almost five percent. So mm -hmm. if you look at a, you know, their market share cut in half, that's a bad day, and that's that's happened in the last three years. So that's bad news for them. Uh, many of the others that are listed are just sort of stagnant or declining, sort of slowly. You got your your success factors, your people fluence. You know, the ones that are growing, Workday is probably uh, second to iSims in terms of penetration growth. Uh, yeah. Jobvite growing slowly and uh, Cornerstone also growing fairly slowly. And, and those both of those are still at under under two percent yeah. um, market share in terms of this. So a lot of room for a lot of players. Uh, consolidation, I think, is still going to continue to happen. What was your sort of takeaway from the from the growth of uh, the a the ATS market? Well, you see Oracle and IBM, they bought into the market, right? And and they wanted to become these huge ERP along with, you know, talent acquisition types of ATS systems. Um, I, I think what we've seen historically is when companies start to get into this mode, they do a really shitty job of it because they don't focus in one area anymore. Uh, they are focused in all different areas, which means they don't do anything well. Uh, mm -hmm. I like that uh, iSIMS and currently Jobvite, uh, they have acquired, uh, like iSIMS acquired Texture Recruit, and they're still keeping it separate so that they're running it pretty much like a separate company. They have the whole uh, org chart and whatnot that's focused on being able to push that product along beside iSIMS, but also away from iSIMS into other applicant tracking systems. That's a different strategy than Oracle 
and IBM took. Yeah, I think that you know the the statement in the the insights report or the executive summary, you know, Oracle and I the quote from the the, the blog post quote Oracle and IBM in particular are hemorrhaging market share, mm-hmm. and customers are now demanding that their core recruiting platforms do more than just process applicants. Yeah, which how long have we been talking about that? Uh, quote they must they must also become global marketing platforms that engage their audience drive corporate initiatives such as diversity and inclusion and support career and pay progression. Yeah. So t- I think we totally agree on that. Yeah. I think, you know, the, the, the whole sort of swing for the fences move by job to bring on, you know, three, three platforms that are all focused on, you know, global marketing, co- uh, audience engagement, uh, diversity, inclusion, like to me, you know, the Dan Finnegan's of the world, the Colin days of the world, they see, you know, that that is the way to go in the future. And I think that they're building those platforms. And it, to me, it's no surprise that you're seeing growth uh, in what they're doing. Still strong caution to all of those systems that are out there that are looking to buy up, which I think is smart, but it's all about execution and strategy. And again, take a look at IBM, take a look at Oracle, take a look at SAP, um, take yeah. a look at all those guys, man, and see how they did what they what they did, how they executed, right? And don't fucking do that. And to me, this is right for consolidation. Yes. Like the, you know, the Look little the guys of the world dude. that have, oh, you know, less God. than 1%, yeah. <laughs> less than 1% market share. Like they're not going to be able to keep up technologically with what's going on. So they're going to have to sell and they might as well sell while they still have clients and still have, you know, some market share. Yeah. Because a, a player like Jobvite or, you know, iSIMS can start really you know, ramping up the the percentage market share by consolidating and buying up some of these smaller players. And by the way, the report talked about sort of the investment that's going on in recruitment technology. Yeah. And it's it's nuts. Like there's so much money, you know, in from 2017 to 2018, I mean, you're looking at a, you know, 400 million spend to almost a billion dollars in this space being dumped. So there's money there's money there. There's going to be acquisitions. There's going to be consolidation. Uh, and I think we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg on some of that stuff. I think the actual playbook is is fairly simple at this point, is get aggressive and start rolling up partners to judge performance toward acquisition, right? So don't just go out there and buy shit. Yeah. If you have an app store and you can integrate some of these services and find out which ones are the most popular, you can gobble those up and enhance your marketing platform. Yeah. I'll be interested to see like the greenhouses of the world weren't represented in this study mm-hmm. unless their market share was so small they didn't get included. Right. But uh, I have to assume that some of those, you know, levers, the greenhouses will um, at some port at some point get into that scale where they're getting one, two, three percent market share. Yeah, if they can if they can eat that Oracle IBM SAP market share, then yeah. Yeah, I think so. This is a good week. By the way, we were, we're recording this on Wednesday. I'm amazed we have enough news to <laughs> fill up an hour show, although Chad will edit it down to like 20 minutes. But uh, we got a lot of stuff. We'll see you next week, I guess. You got it, man. We out. We out. Hi, this is Stella Cheeseman. Thanks for listening to the Cheese and Chad podcast, or at least that's what I call it. Anyway, make sure you subscribe on iTunes. That silly Android phone thingy or wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to give buckets of money to our sponsors. Otherwise, I may be forced to take that coal mining job I saw on Monster.com. We out.
the Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.